0: You are listening to Taproot Faith, seeking rootedness in Christ in a rootless world. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, For it does not cease to bear fruit. Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. Hey everybody, this is Matt Joyner. I am your host for Taproot Faith. I am the pastor of Trinity Reformed Episcopal Church in Mason, Ohio, which is about a half an hour north of Cincinnati. If you guys are in the area and you are looking for a Christ-centered, gospel-driven, liturgical, biblical church, uh, we're the place for you. So please come by and visit us and hang out with us and worship our great Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Together in the beauty of holiness. As I already said, welcome to Taproot Faith, the inaugural podcast of Taproot Faith. Uh, I hope that you guys are going to enjoy what we're doing here. I hope that you're going to like what we're putting out in the world. Uh, I've never podcasted before, I've never uh, put something out in the world that's just mine. I've been on podcasts before, I have been interviewed on podcasts before. Um and, and those kinds of things, but I have never put something out there where it's just me throwing my thoughts out into the world and seeing what sticks to the wall. Um, but I hope that whatever we get here, uh, whatever we get going, whatever the Lord gives us to, to put out there, that you enjoy it, that you're blessed by it, that you're edified by it, and most importantly, that Christ is honored and that this is some kind of benefit to the greater church. That's my that's my goal. Um, my goal is not to put something out here and get a name for myself or whatever. But really, it is to put something out that will be of edification and benefit to the church. Um, because honestly, nothing else really matters if it's not if you're putting things out in the world and it's not edifying and building up the church, the body of Christ, for the work of ministry in the world to draw people closer to Jesus Christ. Then really, what's the point, <laughs> right? Um, But in any case, right out of the gate, you're probably thinking to yourself, who in the world is this guy? Why in the world should I listen to this guy? Who is Matt Joyner? Why should I listen to him? Um, Well, that's a really good question, and I don't know that I have a completely satisfactory answer to that. But as I've already mentioned, I'm the pastor of Trinity Reformed Episcopal Church in Mason, Ohio. I am a pastor in the Anglican tradition uh, I am a Reformed Anglican, which means that I subscribe to our confessional statements of the historical Anglican tradition, uh, which are called the formularies, uh, and those are the 39 Articles of Religion, the 1662 Book of Common Prayer, the Ordinal, and the two Books of Homilies. And these are, for the Church of England, uh, on par with the confessional statements uh, in, the, in the Continental Reform tradition and in the uh, Presbyterian tradition, so like the Westminster Standards or the Three Forms of Unity and those kinds of things, uh, the 1689 London Baptist Confession, this is our confessional statements. Um, so I am a confessionally reformed Anglican. Uh, And so that is something that I hold very dear to my heart. I love the liturgical tradition of the Anglican Church, um, and I'm very, very grateful to be a part of it. I was not ordained originally in the Anglican tradition, actually. Uh, I was actually originally ordained in the Orthodox Church, in the Eastern Orthodox Church. I was trained in an Eastern Orthodox seminary, and I was ordained as a priest in the Eastern Orthodox Church. And I returned uh, to the Protestant tradition um, not that long ago. Um, thanks be to God. I'm very grateful that the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to do that, and to and has led me by His Spirit back to um, to biblical orthodoxy <laughs> rather than Eastern orthodoxy. Um, but that's another story for another day that I'll be happy to share with you. But all that said. Um, I'm a pastor, Uh, I've been a lifelong musician, Uh, but my most important ministry is that I am a husband and a father. I've been married to my lovely wife, Ashley, since 2011, so we've been married for 10 years. Uh, We've got two awesome little boys and a little girl on the way. And so all that said, that's me in a very basic nutshell. Um, Now, why am I doing this podcast? What's the point in this podcast? Well, the point in this podcast really is in the name taproot faith. A taproot is that central root in a plant that goes down into the ground from which all the other roots go out. And it's the source of strength. It's the source of nutrition. It's the source of, of, of the great strength of a plant. And it's that central focus where all of the good things <laughs> come, right? And I really want to emphasize that our faith is that taproot for us, that is what gives us strength, is what gives us nourishment, is what gives us what we need um, to live our lives. But also, I also want to really emphasize a conviction of mine, and I, and this is what I really want to address with this podcast as we go forward. Our culture has really become very rootless. It's become very um, untethered from its historical roots, its liturgical roots, its... Biblical roots, ultimately, and this is not just the culture in the world. I'm talking about the church, the Christian church, the evangelical church. is is very, very um, rootless in a lot of ways. Um, all you have to do is look around and see um, what some of the churches are doing, what they're what they're into, how they approach um, the Bible, how they approach ministry, how they approach worship, how they approach church life and Christian life. You can really see that that it's really come unmoored from the historical Christian tradition. And so what I want to do is I really want to take time take effort bring in people bring in guests and say and really examine what is it that we can do to really find our roots find out what our roots are in the Christian tradition and dive deep into them and reassert ourselves in the soil of 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 God's grace and 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 to align ourselves back with those great saints of the past um, who, who have rooted themselves in Christ and have done wonderful, wonderful things. Um, I grew up in Kentucky, um, in, in a small town in Kentucky, and like most people, I come from sort of a, um, a Bapticostal sort of environment, um, uh, and, and, and I started into ministry when I was 14 years old. Um, which means I've been in ministry for about 26 years. This year, uh, I just turned 40, and I started in worship ministry, and I did contemporary worship for a long, long time—probably 16, 17 years, almost—primarily um, as a living, and that's that's how I made my my living and paid my bills. But as I got older, I became very um, dissatisfied with the idea of contemporary being used as an adjective to describe worship. And part of that is because if something is contemporary, then it is by necessity always subject to change. You, in order to stay contemporary, you have to change. You have to be constantly becoming contemporary. Contemporary is not something that you are. Contemporary is something that you're trying to become. It's something that you're trying to be. So you're not, you know, when you have a contemporary service, what you're really getting is not something that is, um, uh, it's not one static thing. It's something that's constantly evolving and changing. And I became very enamored of the historical Christian tradition. I became very enamored of the historical liturgical traditions of the church. And and that doesn't just mean um, like what I thought it meant when I was a kid, that doesn't just mean you know Roman Catholicism or something like that. That the evangelical tradition, the the Reformed tradition, the um, the Anglican tradition, the Lutheran tradition, the the Protestant traditions have a beautiful history of liturgy and of worship and hymnody and all of these wonderful things that have been given to us by the Holy Spirit. Birth out of the Word of God, birth out of a desire to love God through His Word and to learn of Him through His Word, and yet we have seen in our lives and in our time a real move away from that anchor. And when you see the current state of Christianity in America, when you see the current state of evangelicalism in America you can really see how that unmooring has really affected us in a great and terrible way. Right now as i speak as i'm sitting here in March of 2022, we have seen over the last year or two so many prominent figures in Christian music, in Christian culture who have deconstructed their faith, who have gone through a process of deconstruction, who have rejected the authority of the Bible, who have rejected the historical Christian doctrines and historical Christian morality, they've set all that aside. It's become completely unrooted. And I don't think that they became unrooted. I don't think that they as individuals came unrooted. I think that they were nurtured in an environment that was that had no roots, to be honest. And so for me if we're going to dig deep and we're going to remain and we're going to stay steadfast and firm in the faith once given to the saints, if we're going to stay firm in the church, if we're going to stay firm as a church in the culture, then we have to first of all know what the heck it is we believe. We have to know what it is that we're doing, why we're doing it, where it comes from, and grab a hold of that with both hands and don't let it go. That's one of the beautiful things that I love about for myself being in the Anglican tradition, being in the Reformed tradition, this is something that we have in spades. But I will say this. When I was in the Orthodox Church, when I made my journey into the Orthodox Church, which again, I'll talk about some other time, but when I got to seminary, I looked around and I realized that probably half of the people that were there, half of the guys that were there, were ex-evangelicals. We were all ex-evangelicals. Some of us were ex-reformed, some of us were ex you know. Lutherans or whatever. But all of us were coming from the Protestant tradition, the evangelical tradition, into Eastern Orthodoxy. And the number one reason that I heard across the board was the issue of rootedness, the issue of the, the evangelical tradition having no roots, the evangelical tradition not having these, these really deep roots that go back to something solid and concrete that you can really look at and get a hold of and sink your teeth into and grab a hold of with your hands, and and Eastern Orthodoxy seem, seemingly had that. I've heard the same thing from people who convert to Catholicism. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that what I want to do here, what I want to put out here into the world and bring people in to talk about, is what are our roots. What is the roots um, of our Reformed Protestant tradition? Um, what is our Reformed spirituality? What does that look like? What does it look like to be uh, to be in a worship experience, a worship environment? What does the church look like? what What does the interpretation of Scripture look like? What does the preaching of the Word look like? What does charity look like? What do all these things look like? when they're deeply rooted in the gospel, in the scriptures, in the historical tradition of the church? What does it look like when we have an awareness of history? What does it look like when we have an awareness of what's going on in the world today? And then an understanding of how it is that the church has failed to maintain her roots and to live accordingly, but also how in what is happening in our current culture and the derailing that is going on in our current culture, can the church do what she has to do and what she always does to rebuild the culture that we have around us. And that's something that is really amazing that I want to put out here. I'm going to put cards on the table here, just so you guys know where I'm coming from, okay? You have to realize something here. I am, I'm a post-millennialist, okay, I'm very optimistic about the future of this world. I do not believe that the world is just going to go completely into a hell, hell in a handcart down the road into a fiery oblivion that Christ has to return in order to put a stop to it. I believe that the gospel will work itself out in the world like leaven works itself out in the dough, and that the, that the gospel will win out in this world. And the church when she follows her God-given mandate to go into all the world and to make disciples, to baptize, to teach them to obey, when we don't drop the ball and we actually follow that mandate given to us by our Lord, which was, by the way, the last thing he said before he, before he ascended into heaven, before he left us physically, those were the last instructions he gave. And I've said many times before that when, you know, when a parent leaves their kid at home for the first time usually you really want to pay attention to whatever it is, the last instructions that they give before they leave the house. Because sometimes those are the most important things. Oh yeah, by the way, remember this. But what is really, really important is that we have to remember that that is what Christ did for us. Christ gave us these instructions last thing before he ascended into heaven and left us bodily, sending us his spirit so that we would do the work of the world, work of the church in the world, excuse me. This is our work in the world, and it is rooted in something. It is rooted in the scriptures. It is rooted in the the work of God in the people going back to Abraham and beyond. It is rooted in the great glory of the atonement of Jesus Christ on the cross. There is no greater root than that. And when we put that aside, when we skirt it off to the side and we try to become relevant, we try to be cool, we try to make worship services that appeal to us on an emotional level, we try to make worship services that appeal to us from market value, when we try to dive into the absurdity of, of trying to believe that, um, that seekers, quote-unquote seekers, um, are the ones that church services should be aimed at, all of that is absurd. Because we have to understand what the church is for. We have to understand that the church is a worshiping community, that the church exists to give glory to God um, and to praise His name and to instruct the faithful and to feed them with the word and the sacrament and, and to engage in church discipline and to do all of these wonderful things that God has given us to do. And it is through that and through the proclamation of the gospel, not only within the church but outside of the church that people will be then attracted to Christ and Christ will call them to himself, bringing them then into a community that is already rooted. And that's the really important thing that I think that we should drive home here today for this this first inaugural podcast. We want to be rooted. We want to be rooted in Christ, rooted in the scriptures, rooted in history, rooted in worship, because when we preach the gospel to people, when we call people to Christ, when we call people to repentance, when they respond by the power of the Holy Spirit and they're, they're brought to new life, they're regenerated in Christ and brought to Christ, and we bring them to the church, we bring them to the church to be baptized, we bring them to the church to worship, we want them to have something in the church. We want to bring them to something that is actually not floating around with the culture, we want it to be a firm foundation that the waves of the world can beat up against all they want, but it doesn't move. We want those roots to go so deep into the soil that no matter how fierce the wind around it comes, that plant will not be pulled up. The church is the ark of salvation, the historical church, has, the fathers have called it that, the ark of salvation. That's why many... Churches are shaped like a ship. Many old churches are shaped like a ship. The church is the ark of salvation. Christ is the captain. He is the one who built the ship. He is the one who guides the ship. He is the one who whose orders we obey. He is the one who is the anchor that keeps the church in its place, who keeps it on the way that it should go. And it is for us to submit to him. It is for us to... To, to bow the knee before our king and say, thy will be done, Lord. We are found in you, not ourselves. We're not making this stuff up as we go along. We do what it is that you ask us to do and what you have given us to do. And as we go forward, just cards on the table again. You know, As we're talking about rootedness, we're going to be talking about things like scripture, ministry. History, music, hymnody, you know, liturgy. I'm an Anglican. We're going to talk about liturgy. Um, you know, these kinds of things that are given to us by the church historically, that are really wonderful things. I believe that the modern church is kind of pushed to the side in a lot of ways. And so, as we go forward, as we as we launch into this new endeavor together, I really hope that you guys will be blessed by it. I hope that you'll enter into the conversation. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, just look up Taproot Faith, T A P R O O T Faith, Taproot Faith, um, and and you'll find us. And uh, and you know, launch into the conversation. If there's something you want us to talk about, if something you want me to talk about, you want me to look at something in in particular throw it out at me and, I, and I'll and i look into it. And, and perhaps I'll even be able to find a guest that might be able to speak to it better than I can. Um, so in any case, guys, thanks so much for, for listening. Thanks so much for checking out this first inaugural podcast. I hope that it's a blessing and I hope that you guys are really encouraged in the Lord by what we're going to do here. And I hope that you'll tune in next time. Uh, I'm planning on launching these podcasts out every week and I pray that God will bless them. So God bless you guys. May he bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. May he lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace today and every day. God bless you guys. This has been Taproot Faith, and I'm your host, Matt Joyner, pastor of Trinity Reformed Episcopal Church in Mason, Ohio. God bless you guys. Have a good one.